At some point or another, you've probably gotten one of those suspicious looking emails asking for your money. I remember getting some, oh gosh, I don't know, 15 years ago now from just a vague Nigerian prince with bad grammar. Remember those? And then it seemed to be the utility companies. But again, there were all these dead giveaways that they were fake emails. Well, there have been some emails circulating asking to pay back your CERB payment. And guess what? They are not scams. I repeat, they are legit. And they're from Service Canada. Ritesh Kotak is a cybersecurity expert, and he joins me on the line now to discuss this. Hello, Ritesh. Hello. So I've got to admit, this story made me chuckle because we're so accustomed to hitting delete every time we get an email asking us for money. But this one's real. So please explain what happened. Yeah, so what happened was a lot of people started getting these emails um, in that were formatted in a, in a way that they weren't used to. Um, I think it was a light gray text, and, and it was in French and in English, and they said, you owe us money, and click here for more information. And people were like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I've been conditioned to know that I shouldn't be, A, clicking on something, and, and B, that there's a lot of these scams going around. So what did they do? Well, they started reporting them, and they reported it to... Uh, Service Canada, they reported to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, to their local police department, and it turned out that these emails were actually legitimate. And I think that this is a sign that we've been bombarded with these types of scam emails that people are overly cautious, as they should be, um, when they're receiving these emails saying, pay up, when in actuality they're like, mm, is this legitimate or is this, or is this uh, a fake trying to dupe me into doing something. Yeah, well, you mentioned that there was something strange about the appearance of these emails too, and and recipients were confused by uh, odd formatting, broken images, and then, as you mentioned, there was uh, French in it as well, so some people weren't anticipating that. Um, How trained are we, how conditioned are we to dismiss these kinds of emails? Well, I think what's happening is we get bombarded with these types of with these types of messages, not just emails. I get text messages. I've gotten messages on different uh, social media platforms trying to convince me to click on something when in actuality I should never click on them because it's definitely a scam and somebody trying to get my information. So we've been conditioned to be very skeptical um, about these about these emails. And I think another thing that really threw people off is. The government of Canada does, and especially the CRA, they do have a way of communicating securely with individuals through um, through the uh, secure messaging portal. And it just, and everyone's like, well, wait a second, why am I getting these emails? Maybe I should get an email saying that there's a message in my secure portal and I go and log in via my GC key or a bank, uh, my bank account and be able to obtain that information. So we've been conditioned to think twice and think before we click which is the right thing because if you click on this and become victimized and become a, uh, a victim of fraud or identity theft, it is very difficult to get your life back and extremely stressful. So all the more reasons people are even more cautious nowadays than before. Do we know, Ritesh, if there are any emails out there that are asking for CERB payments back that are actual scams? 100%. There's definitely... Um, there's definitely emails and messages asking um, for people to pay back if, um, and, and, and they're fraudulent. So here's, here's a, a fact that I read during the start of the pandemic, I think back in March 2020 or 
um, April 2020. And so that's within the first few days of the world shutting down, there were over a thousand domain names registered that had to do with COVID. And these weren't official COVID registrations. These were like, you know, um, fraudulent. And the idea was click here for more information related to COVID. Click here for what the government is doing. Click here for some funding. And the idea was that these fraudsters and these hackers, they like to pivot and they pivot to where people are most vulnerable. So we saw an explosion of these types of domain names being registered, and, and, and I'm sure that there's been more domain names registered when it was announced that the government was seeking repayment for, um, for, for Serbs. So, yeah, there's definitely fraudulent emails out there. I know people that have gotten some, um, and they're very convincing, and all the more reason to, again, getting back to that message, think before you click. The agency says people can verify its e- their emails that they're getting from them uh, legitimately by calling their 1-800 number. Do you think that's going to be clear enough to customers when they get these emails or people going to click? What do you think people are going to do? I would hope that people would stop and verify. Now, here's a word of caution. If you're getting an email and it says, call this number for more information, I wouldn't be calling the number in that email, right? So you don't know if that number in itself is, is fraudulent. So open up a browser, um, go to the actual website of Service Canada or go to a search engine, a reputable search engine, type in the agency, get the number from there and then give them a call to verify, often, to, to verify that it's authentic. Um, just don't take it for gospel. If there is a phone number there, that it's legitimate because it may not be legitimate, but yes, Call the agency, verify the information, see if there's a secure messaging portal before you give them your sensitive information or transfer any type of funds. That's a good tip. So people should actually open up a browser, do a fresh search to verify that authenticity. That seems to make sense. I uh, myself got a call from Health Canada a couple of months ago after returning from international travel And it was a call to make sure that I was following the quarantine rules after international travel and making sure that I was tracking who was in my social circle in in case I developed COVID. Um, And (laughs) I have to admit, right away, I thought this is a scam, but it wasn't. It was legitimate. Um, So uh, do you feel like in general at this point, most of the population has come to understand these scams? Unfortunately, we still have victimization. And, and here's the thing. If you recognize one element of a scam, these fraudsters are very, are very smart and they will, they will pivot. And you may have heard the term phishing. The idea is like you just send out, you cast a wide net and you hope that people fall for these, fall into a trap. However, we're seeing now spear phishing, which is very highly tailored messages to individuals as well. And this could be information that they get from your social media accounts or, or other sources such as hacked or breached accounts um, that make it seem very, very legitimate. So yes, people are aware. Um, I, I, would, I would hope so and think. Um, clearly the, the latest uh, story about um, legitimate serve emails and the uptick in reporting of is this, is this uh, fake or is this real? I think that's a, a sign that people are thinking about this stuff. However, that being, that being said, it's important to know that hackers and fraudsters are going to keep pivoting. All the more reason to build up, as a community, our cyber resilience to be able to identify new threats and new types of scams as they come out. 
That's a good point. Thank you, Ritesh, for being on our program today. Thank you so much for having me.